Okay, and welcome to the Parkour Earth podcast. I am your co-host Hedge, and I'm here without my co-host Adrian today. Um, normally, this is the bit of the podcast where Adrian and I have a small discussion asking where in the world is Adrian today? Because she's not here. But the trick and the answer is that Adrian is off in Sky and then turned her phone notifications off for a week. She's on an actual holiday. Normal service will resume at the next podcast. So it's just me today uh, with my two guests. And I'd love to, uh, first of all, welcome Mikkel Rugals. Uh, Mikkel is one of our directors of the Parker Earth Board. Mikkel, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm Mikkel. I'm from Copenhagen, Denmark, and I have a background in uh, a bunch of different sports. I think I got into uh, parkour through uh, capoeira and, and all bunch of other things, but I've um, been working with parkour for at least 10-15 years on various levels and uh, now I'm working, I'm self-employed and uh, working with uh, designing and shaping space for physical activity with parkour, with other activities in general, but um, yeah, definitely a background in, in, in parkour and informal sports, I guess you could say. Amazing, and we also have Travis, better known as TJ Ranson, uh, here with us. Travis, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. It's uh, very nice to be here and to talk about all this stuff. I am from Australia, but I have just relocated to Switzerland, so I'm discovering an entire new community and, and group of cities to explore. But I have been part of the Australian Parkour Association since very, very early in its formation and have run my own little gym and have been working full-time in parkour since 2012. And I'd like to thank you, TJ, for moving uh, from Australia to Switzerland, so that this is a much easier phone call to make because <laughs> you are very welcome. Uh, all the way over uh, the other side of the world can be quite difficult sometimes. As I found with our CEO Damien, we have a eleven-hour difference between the two of us, so we catch up first thing in the morning and last thing at night. Um, so, the purpose of this podcast is going to be to explore the vision, mission, and values of parkour earth but before we get into the details of what that means i thought this would be a great opportunity to help people understand a little bit better how parkour earth actually functions what its makeup is um and what exactly the board of parkour earth is uh, tj do you want to maybe give us a rundown of that yeah sure so parkour earth is uh, called a company but it's a not-for-profit company it's the way you form most not-for-profit international organizations and many national bodies as well. And a company has a board of directors. So these are not people who actually get the work done, but they're the people who are technically in charge or own the company. And their major job is to appoint and uh, govern the CEO, which happens to be Damien from New Zealand, and then all the staff underneath him. So Mikkel and I are directors of the board. We come to meetings, make decisions, and guide where Parkour Earth goes, and ultimately have responsibility for everything that happens underneath us. Awesome. And uh, you were brought on as an elected director. Do you want to explain how you became involved in Parkour Earth and how that elected position works? Yeah, so the board is made up of people who are nominated and voted for at the annual meeting by the members, and the members are the national organizations who have joined Parkour Earth. 
So each of those can nominate a candidate and take a vote on who they want in. So it is somewhat of a political system, and this is to ensure that there's representation from around the globe in charge of and owning where the organization goes. And that means that I was nominated by the Australian Parkour Association and then was voted for by a collection of the other national federations at the meeting. And then I have a four-year term. So every few years or every year, somebody will be finishing their term and new people will be up as a candidate and elected to those positions. This is a little different to the independent director position like Mikkel, which is more to allow us to recruit specific skills or abilities onto the team to match and to balance the people who are elected on the more political aspect. And then together we form a team that chooses the direction and comes to hopefully agreement, but sometimes down to a vote about what will and will not happen. All right, yeah. So, of course, then, Mikkel, you were brought on as an independent director. How do you see your role in the organization? Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that uh, Travis was able to explain this uh, in, in the, the technicalities in detail because I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> and honestly, I think that's one of the things that we've uh, realized that at this point in time with, with the work we're doing and the development of, of the organization, the formalities may not be as important as getting stuff done and getting to where we want to go. So the reason I uh, applied for for this position was I've been involved with a bunch of different organizations, national and international, over time, and uh, I've been I've served on the board uh, with the Danish Institute for Sports Studies that, among other things, look into good governance and um, corruption within other international sports organizations. So I've seen attempts at creating organization also within Parkour been part of trying to create what was Fiat uh, back then. I've seen uh, the movement develop and fall apart, I guess we could say, in, at least to some, some degree. And um, I came to a point, I think, in my personal sort of development and history with, with the work I've been doing and, and, and the stuff I've been involved with parkour that this was a way for me to sort of continue the previous work and the experience that I have with uh, have had with these other organizations and, and the things I've seen and especially the things I've seen not working and the attempts that have been done, I think everything in good faith, but failing parkour Earth was the first thing I, I met that was, that seemed to be very genuine with what they're trying to do. So I immediately reached out and said, you know, if there's anything I can do, I know I don't really fit the profile at the moment, but I have, I think I have knowledge, I have skills that could be helpful. And I think that's the point of, of where we are at this moment. We basically need all hands on deck and any anyone who has anything to contribute are basically welcome. But, you know, and that that's how I got involved and that's sort of my role. I don't I don't see the, the sort of the differences, I don't see the borders between the, the, the formal uh, titles or positions, but um but yeah it's that's it, it's definitely something that basically just I have stuff I want to share and I think it could be valuable and that's that's my entry into this whole thing. That's a really cool perspective and I think this is a perspective that will chime with a lot of parkour practitioners who see the complicated official structure of parkour earth and maybe get a little bit intimidated by it. So they're probably, I hope, going to be quite reassured at the idea of, yeah, we're just a bunch of people trying to do the best thing we can. And as a member of the executive uh, I am the people who are charged to do the operational work of Parkour Earth, such as 
write emails and organize things and create podcasts. And I take my lead from a lot of the work that you guys do. So what are you thinking of right now as your role of the board in Parker Earth? What are you trying to, what information are you trying to give to me to shape how I begin doing my job? And that's obviously true of Adrian and Damien as well. Yeah, so as the board, our priority is to set the strategy and set the direction. And so we've just been doing a lot of strategic planning, which takes the idea of understanding everyone's perspectives, understanding all of the organizations that are in our sphere as stakeholders, and then pulling together something that will guide all of our decisions for the next several years. So Parker Earth has basically just been transitioning from a phase of establishment to a phase of actually getting stuff done. And that establishment phase was super important because of the founding importance of Parker Earth to establish ourselves as a legitimate full international federation. There was a lot of that very boring, very structural, very process and bureaucratic things that are very necessary in order for us to have the authority that we need on the international stage. But now that we've got that scaffolding set up, we can start to actually do some really cool stuff with it. And so now we're all throwing all of our ideas in the pile, working out which ones come to the top, which are the most important, and then making people like you do them. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, I then get instructions and I do things, and it's quite exciting. <laughs> Nigel, how do you see your role of the board? What do you see your job as at this point in time? Yeah, I think initially uh, with, with the experience that I've had uh, and, and with the stuff that I've seen, uh, even within the most the orientation with the longest history or whatever, especially seeing the issues, and I'm sure we, a lot of us are aware of there are major issues within a lot of international organizations. And I don't think it intentionally got to that point, but it's definitely something that everyone should be aware of. And and that's one part of it, is creating an organization that, that avoids those pitfalls that we see all around us. Um, the other thing is often these organizations are created out of necessity and a necessity to fit into society and a framework around us, and we kind of forget what the actual purpose of the organization is during that process. So it, it's very important, it's been very important to me to fit this structure or uh, the scaffolding, as, as TJ calls it, to sort of shape it in a way that, that actually matches uh, the needs uh, of the community, that reflects the values, the culture of parkour, especially obviously the, personally what I see as some of the Sort of the most valuable things that this culture has given me personally and, and how i've seen it uh, grow and develop so it's it's also about trying to find i guess a bit of an alternative to to what we see to what we have seen because basically all international sports organizations are identical in so many ways and the one size fits all uh, doesn't really work and i especially don't think it fits the needs of parkour but we also have to understand we, that we do have to speak to a bigger structure around us. So it's a, it's a balance of trying to, to figure a way that we can be accepted by the people around us, but also create a structure that, that actually supports the needs of parkour as a specific culture and, and, and community. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why it's taken us several years to get this right, is because we've tweaked and changed and built each part with so much consideration and input from everyone to make sure that we don't compromise on parkour while we still manage to build this thing up in a way that's going to work for a long time. I think it's a fascinating tension 
that we have to exist under, which is we have to look the part of an international body while authentically actually being parkour, which is hard because parkour is quite countercultural. And so figuring out how to do that is going to be an, a never perfect process, I think. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's hard enough for most people on a national level or a local level. And then we have to take in all of the global aspects of parkour and where it's cultural and countercultural and figure out how we can have all of these crossing tensions reach a point that works. And yeah, it's been very, very interesting, but not necessarily quick and easy work. So let's um, talk a little bit about the vision. So when I joined Parker Earth, uh, you guys were undergoing a process of doing some strategic planning. Specifically, you were setting the vision, mission and values, uh, which we were going to adopt as the key driver for what Parker Earth plans to do. The vision that you chose was a connected and empowered global parkour community. And Mikkel, I know that you're quite keen to unpack this idea a little bit and talk about it more. What does that phrase mean to you? And why has PKE chosen it as the core of its work? Yeah, I think, I think essentially it has to do with, uh, yeah, we want to support rather than govern. But we also realize that people are, you know, the issues that people have are very different. The structures, again, the structures around us in society uh, are different from one country, one region to another. And we basically don't know all the details of this. So we have to figure a way to connect and give the power back to these communities to allow them to develop on their own terms rather than having us say from a top level, this is how things need to be done. Because I believe and what I've seen, I, you know, there is great power in, in diversity and, and there's no reason why we need to everyone do things in this exactly the same way but we do have a lot of knowledge and other passion and stuff to share and we want to somehow connect and allow these people to to learn from each other and to develop on some kind of common ground give them a platform where where you know we can support that growth individually as best we can amazing i think um when you when you put it like that i i uh, i really chime with the idea of empowering local communities to do what's right by them. For me, that was a big selling point when you guys were um, advertising for this position. The fact that Parker Earth was interested in those local stories really got to me and made me quite excited to come and work for you guys. But of course, I do want to kind of touch on the fact that the mission begins with to protect the autonomy of the global parkour community. I know there's been some board discussion on how central we should make the fig fight to our operations or whether we should sort of grow past it and consider other things the most important details. Do you guys want to unpack a little bit about historically how Park Growth was founded, what it was originally supposed to do, how central that is to your thinking or whether you're thinking about other aspects of what we should be doing? Yes, I think it's impossible to ignore why Park Earth was created because it was formed in response to something, the FIG encroachment. And however, the positive outcome was we found all of these national federations who were all, and rightfully so, very busy working on their own things and found the time to come together and, and bring a new thing that is built on the foundations of all of these people and these organizations that have been doing the right thing for a long time but often very quietly. Um, so the idea of bringing them all together doesn't mean we then determine what they all do. It's about sharing what we have been doing 
and then working out what might work for other people. So yeah, the protection of each person's autonomy in their local area, each nation's autonomy is super important to the founding of Parkle Earth because that's what got us here. And that can then be used to help other areas around the world where they haven't needed or haven't the resources to establish their federations. And that can help them gain some of that autonomy in their own regions. Or perhaps they have no reason to have a national federation because they already have all the autonomy they need. And in those places, they just might have really, really interesting stories or resources to contribute to Parkour Earth to help other people as well. I think I kind of lost your original question by the end of that. No, I think you, what you're talking about is really valid. We're looking at ways in which we can help people. And remembering that fake is a part of that problem and will continue to be a part of that problem for the future is true. But also we do need to grow beyond that. And the way that we do better is by doing positive things for people. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's about doing our own thing very well. And in doing that, it will stand against FIG. And I don't think that that should be our only strategy or our only tactic because the FIG... Uh, situation is very important to the future of parkour. That's why it was so motivating for us to do something about it. So we are doing things directly and for that situation. However, annoyingly, most of them are very political, very behind the scenes, and very hard to talk about in short terms or impossible to talk about it because it will give away what we're doing. Uh, so it might seem like parkour does nothing directly about FIG, um, we're doing some things right now that are kind of quiet and the other part is we're working on longer term projects and one of the big conversations is about competitions. Will Parkour Earth be the place or the authority on competitions globally? And we don't know yet, but it would be definitely the wrong move for us to say right now, tomorrow, we're going to invent some competition and now we're in charge of it. The process of coming to bring all of the ideas and the expertise about competitions in parkour around the world together into something everyone appreciates and supports is a slow process. And the reason we don't like FIG is because they've made some snap decisions and decided what happens for us. So if we just launch something now, we're doing exactly what's being done to us. And that's the problem with trying to respond to something as powerful as that is you can just end up doing what they were doing to you. Yeah, doing things slowly is often uh, very difficult for people who want action now. But I, I kind of have, I'm learning to appreciate the slow burn as the way that will last if we do this right. Mikkel, um, you're actually from a country that doesn't have a national governing body for parkour and doesn't probably seem to really want one. So you probably have quite a lot of opinions on parkour earth being quite a diverse thing and having multiple angles of entry. Is that right? Yeah, I think at least, again, coming back to what led me into this was my experience with sort of similar processes or situations or organizations. And yes, it didn't seem like we've had a need in Denmark to create a national federation. Things seem to be able to work without, and people seem happy about it as well. And there is, I think a major point as well, uh, is there is no outside pressure. There are nobody that are attempting to sort of get there first, I would say, and create something that would sort of put restraints on what we're actually doing. I think if this happens, we'd be in a similar situation as, as what Travis is describing it and what has been sort of the point with many of these attempts to create an international parkour uh, federation is 
if we don't get there first, someone else will, and someone else is evil, right? So that's that's sort of been the main outset of, of many of these processes. The process is key, and the process is is it's so important that that there's a respectful sort of understanding of what the other people are trying to achieve and what what it is that they're working for and what it is, especially in some cases, they're trying to protect and for what reasons. Leading into that as well, it's like, I don't really have a problem with the fake. The problem is not the organization. The problem is the process. And I think that's important to understand that I'm sure we can or could have found a meaningful uh, working relationship if the process had been different, if there had been more respect, more democracy, more inclusion, more transparency. And we could have found a way to have a mutually working relationship. And, and what shape that would have been, I don't know. But I don't think that's different from any other potential relationship that we would engage uh, in with Parkour Earth or that any other national organization would engage with on a national level. That's a really interesting way to look at it. Sort of, It's not so much about any one organization. It's more about making sure that it's done in a way that is, I guess, the word we're looking for here is authentic, that it's authentically parkour. Yeah, and I think, I mean, just to add to that, I think that's that's why it's also important to, you know, housekeeping, like make sure, you know, walk the, walk the talk and not just, you know, point your fingers at everyone else. And that's why we need to create a, a strong and and a positive framework from, from the get-go and not having to go back and sort of change things when we realize that, oh, now we sort of ended up in the same place as everyone else, and now it's too late. Yeah, and it's really positive engaging with the board right now and hearing you guys have these discussions honestly about well, what is the best way for the constitution to work? Or we had a, a great conversation the three of us recently about how to engage community members and how to actually reach out to most people because we actually want everyone to get involved, which I think sits a little bit differently from some organisations who want you just to shut up and give us money. We want the opposite and this is me interpreting what you're saying so that I can then operationally go and do it which is you guys seem to want everyone to talk to you so my job is to make everyone talk to us which I'm kind of excited about um but maybe let's move on a little bit and wrap up because I know that um the vision mission and values we will publish a link to it at the bottom of this podcast in the description but the values are something that feel like they're not quite done they're something that for me at least, they feel like you guys want to continue tinkering with them. You seem to want to talk to the community about them. How do you want to continue that discussion? What angles are you planning on doing to really assert strong values for Parker Earth? Yeah, I agree with you that yeah, the vision and the mission I'm, I'm quite happy with. The values are still uh, being worked on. And that's basically because we started at the top and it's a slow process. The Resources we pulled together for this current round were from the global engagement we did in 2019, where we put an open invite to people around the world to come to some facilitated forums for us to gather as much information as we could in one place. And then we've discussed it ever since to distill it down to these ideas. So now we have a version. Uh, we are going to start talking about it again. And one of the ways is we've launched an Thank you, Hedge, for doing a lot of this work. A, a Discord server, which has national community areas, but also areas to discuss Park or Earth projects and work at an international level. And on top of that, we are rolling out the idea of ambassadors. So whether or not you are a Park or Earth uh, volunteer, employee, board member, um, if you're just involved in your region, 
you can become an ambassador. And then we're going to start speaking to these ambassadors about how to bring those conversations to their communities and bring those ideas from those conversations back up to Parkour Earth. So the right questions to ask, the parts of the conversation Parkour Earth is really interested in talking about and filtering it through all these different people who can then communicate back to us. And then we do another round of revising and we have right in the middle of our mission statement responsive, right? We don't want to set any of these things hard in stone, but also we have to start putting something out that's good enough. Otherwise, the idea that we're doing nothing is just going to continue. So this is our first step towards a clear direction. And now underneath it, we build operational plans. What are all the things we're doing in the Discord server is one great example. Okay, we need to speak to people. We need something for it. Now we have something for that. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of exciting um, that we kind of have all these ways for people to talk to us and hopefully we're going to be opening them up and engaging with thousands and thousands of parkour practitioners. Yeah, and importantly, I think it's also about us being able to engage in more places in the world. It, we're all very, very aware that the structure we've built is very much based on the European and Western system of the international sports organization and the national governing body that doesn't apply everywhere. And we're also all speaking English. So that was kind of necessary to build the initial foundations because we needed to do something quickly. And now we have these more flexible, more informal ways to engage. We can start to really reach out to the areas that we are very aware we're not speaking to and incorporate their ideas and experiences before things go even further. It's been nice to see already the discords popped up, conversations happening in Spanish, uh, German and Italian, and hopefully we'll see many more languages coming through over the course of the next few months. Uh, this is a space I'd like to give you both to raise anything else you want the community to be aware of. Is there anything important to you guys that you feel we need to be getting the message out about right now? I think if you're here concerned about the FIG situation, the best thing you can do is support your local organizations because it all bubbles up eventually to parkour earth. And really, the gymnastics versus parkour, where that's a relevant discussion, is decided at a national level in most cases. Who has the rights to the Olympics, et cetera, it all kind of comes down to how the national government treats sports. And the best thing you can do is support or give resources to or build something in your country that stands to provide your own autonomy or if you see people doing it to help them. And then that will in turn mean that Parkour Earth has more collective power. Nickel? Yeah, I think those are very uh, important points. And, and yeah, I would echo a lot of that. And I would say just engage and have the conversation even sometimes if they don't lead anywhere, just be open about it. And uh, it's also about educating people because a lot of times the, people see this stuff going on and, and they obviously look at parkour and think this is this is amazing, this is great, it, it looks cool. And sometimes they also realize that there's actually something underneath and uh, values that are very powerful in terms of you know educating young people or you know personal development and all this. So just engage in the conversations and, and, and make sure people understand uh, what it's all about and be open look for opportunities to collaborate people are not inherently evil um, no matter what the organizational structure may look like and, and that's something we, we need to be aware of as, as well and I think what Travis is saying this is the structure of parkour earth itself also has to like we say we don't really care or I personally I don't care what structure you have 
what formal sort of name or organization you're involved with. If you want to do something good, that's great. And if we can work together at a mutually beneficial and respectful level, that's amazing. I don't care about the structure. At this moment in time, I think Parkour Earth also reflects that we need to have a certain shape right now to allow us to move forward. That can change and that should change and adapt over time. But to be able to have this process, to be able to understand how to adapt, we need to engage with the community. We need to understand the issues that people are dealing with on a local uh, level in the different countries. And we don't have this understanding. And that's at this point in time, that's why it's, it's so important with with all this uh, community engagement and and getting involved with, with Discord and stuff. I'm still trying. I don't know if I'm too old school. Um, I still like my emails and stuff. So if you're reaching out to me, probably start with an email. I will try to uh, get more involved with, with Discord. And I think it's a really it's a really interesting way to try to build a connection, I would say, with an international community. And I'm not sure if, if this has been done before or at least not if it's been done as part, specifically a part of a strategic process of creating an organizational structure. So I think it's, it's a very interesting case as well in terms of organizational structural development. So it's going to be really fun and interesting to see how this uh, this works out. Great. Thank you both so much for spending some time with me this morning to talk about Parker Earth. Um, so on the back of that, uh, is the best way to contact the two of you email? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can get me via email. You can also Instagram, I think is probably the most reliable global thing for parkour people at the moment. So I'm at, at Travis underscore TJ. Okay, so we will put contact details for Mikkel and TJ in the notes. Thank you so much for joining Parkour Earth. Thank you for joining Parkour Earth. Thanks for having us. That's it.